Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 30 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 7. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible Orthodox Version because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most out of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 7. Let's get started. In John chapter 7, Jesus goes to the Feast of Tabernacles, where some believe in him and those who reject him deepen their opposition to Jesus. In the last lesson in John chapter 6, we learn that no one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws him. We also studied about prevenient grace. God's grace is expressed when he gives us the ability and opportunity to come to God for eternal life. The Bible teaches that this opportunity to come to Christ is available to all. All they need to do is to respond to the grace that God gives to all humans, and God will give them more grace, and if they will keep on responding, they will come to saving grace. We saw this with the Samaritan woman at the well. First, she had a conversation with Jesus as a stranger and was surprised that a Jew had any dealings with her since she was a Samaritan. Later, she realized he must be a prophet because he knew of her secret past. Her past may not have been a secret to all, but was at least a secret to a stranger to town, so the only way Jesus could have known about her life was if he was a prophet. She continued to talk with Jesus and ask him about the proper place to worship. Jesus gave her a truthful answer, and he told her that he was the Messiah. She then moved from believing he was a prophet to believing that not only was he a prophet, but that he was the Messiah. And likely, like the other Samaritans, she also likely believed that Jesus was the Savior of the world. Some progress in their faith, like the Samaritan woman, and some do not. Some reject Christ today, and they will deepen their rejection of God's grace and move farther and farther from God's will and revelation. Others will eventually accept God's grace and revelation and come to him. In the first part of John chapter 7, we see that Jesus' own family rejected Jesus at this time. Later, after his resurrection from the dead, we know that his mother Mary believed in him, and Jesus' half-brothers James and Jude believed in him. James became the author of the book of James in the Bible, and Jude the author of the book of Jude in the Bible. James became a key leader of the church in Jerusalem after Jesus' death and resurrection. Yet at the time of John chapter 7, Jesus' brothers did not believe in him. In John chapter 7, verse 1, we see that Jesus was walking in Galilee because in Judea the Jews were seeking to kill Jesus. Jesus was living like a fugitive uh, or refugee in Galilee because he was not safe to be in Jerusalem. Despite that the Jews would could not touch Jesus until it was God's timing because Jesus' hour had not yet come. Now it was the time of the Jewish Feast of Booths. It's also called the Feast of Tabernacles or Tents. The Law of Moses required each Jewish male to attend three annual feasts, and the Feast of Booths was one of these three required feasts. 
The law of Moses says in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, Three times a year all of your males shall appear before Yahweh your God in the place which he chooses, in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Booths. The Feast of Unleavened Bread lasted for seven days and started the day after Passover, according to Numbers chapter 28, verses 16 to 17. The Feast of Weeks, also known as Pentecost, or the Feast of First Fruits, is talked about in Exodus chapter 23, verse 16, and in Numbers 28, 26. The first fruits of the wheat harvest are talked about in Exodus 34, verse 22. The Feast of Booths um, is also called the Feast of Ingathering, or the Harvest. It was at the end of the year, Exodus chapter 23, verse 16, and Exodus chapter 34, verse 22. Booths can be translated tent or tabernacle. It is a temporary shelter. The three names for this feast were the Feast of Booths, the Feast of Tents, and the Feast of Ingathering. The purpose of the booths was to remember, uh, to remind the people of Israel that they lived in temporary shelters, booths, or tents after God freed them from slavery to Egypt and before they entered the promised land of Israel. The law of Moses says in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 42 to 43, regarding the Feast of Booths, quote, You shall dwell in temporary shelters for seven days. All who are native-born in Israel shall dwell in temporary shelters, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in temporary shelters when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God, End quote. The other purpose of this feast was to be thankful to God for all the crops that God gave them that year. According to Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 10, every seven years and during the year of Jubilee, which was every 50 years, everyone, whether male or female, adults or children, Israelites or foreigners, were to hear God's word read or proclaimed during the Feast of Booths. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 9 through 13 says, quote, Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who bore the ark of Yahweh's covenant, and to all the elders of Israel. Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the set time of the year of release, in the Feast of Booths, when all Israel has come to appear before Yahweh your God in the place which he will choose, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, the men, and the women, and the little ones, and the foreigners who are within your gates, that they may hear, learn, fear Yahweh your God, and observe to do all the words of this law, and that their children who have not known may hear and learn to fear Yahweh your God, as long as you live in the land where you go over the Jordan to possess it. End quote. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 10 indicates that every seven years and in the years of the release, men, women, and children, and foreigners were to hear the words of God's law. The Feast of Tents or Booths occurred on the seventh month of the Jewish calendar year, which was in October. 
On the first day of that month was the blowing of trumpets. In Leviticus chapter 23, verses 23 to 25. On the tenth day of the seventh month was Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. Leviticus 23, chapter 23, verse 27. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month was the feast of Booths. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 33. Now it was time to go to the feast of Booths. Jesus' brothers urged him to go to Jerusalem for this feast so that people could see the works that Jesus does. They said that if you're going to do these things, then reveal yourself to the world. The author of John notes that Jesus' brothers said this because they did not believe in him. This likely means they did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah and possibly they doubted that he was a true messenger of God. Jesus told his brothers that he was not going to the feast at this time because his time had not yet come. His brothers could uh, go up because they were not hated like Jesus was hated. The reason why the world hated Jesus was because he tells the world that its works are evil. Even today, if people speak the truth of God's word, they will be hated if they point out certain sins of people that are not politically correct. Others will not like it if people say uh, fornication is a sin or that other religions are not true, but Christians must speak the truth in love. Jesus' brothers then went up to the feast. Later, Jesus uh, went to the feast, but not publicly. The Jews were looking for him because they were expecting him. They wanted to kill him. People were having discussions about whether Jesus was a good man or whether he was leading the people astray. No one was willing to speak openly about Jesus because they feared the Jews. In the middle of the feast, which lasted seven days, uh, Jesus went up to the temple and taught. Notice Jesus came to teach God's word, not to reveal himself as a political messiah. The Jews marveled at Jesus' teaching, and Jesus pointed out that the source of his teaching was from God the Father. Jesus was not seeking his own glory or praise, but the praise of God the Father who sent him. Why do some people believe in Jesus and others do not? Jesus says the reason is that those who desire to do God's will will know whether Jesus' teaching is from God or from himself. What makes the difference between a person who responds positively to God's word, grace and those who resist God's grace? Jesus pointed to three factors that hinders people to come to believe in Jesus. These three factors are, one, a lack of desire to do God's will. Two, seeking the praise of others rather than the praise of God. And three, failure to obey God's word. Let us look at, ver at, at these three. First, lack of faith in Jesus is due to a lack of a desire to do God's will. Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse 17, quote, If anyone desires to do his will, uh, he will know about the teaching, whether it is from God or if I am speaking from myself, end quote. Now let me explain that a little bit. If anyone desires to do his will, that is God's will, he will know about the teaching, whether it is from God or if Jesus is speaking from himself. It comes down to whether that person desires to do God's will or not. Do you want to be open to believing the truth about Jesus? If so, you must desire to do God's will.
The second hindrance to believing in Jesus is seeking the praise of others rather than the praise of God. Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse 18, quote, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. End quote. Jesus was speaking this of himself, that he was uh, seeking God the Father's glory and not his own glory. But note that the people who believed Jesus was a good man did not say so publicly because they feared the Jews. The third hindrance to coming to Jesus is the failure to obey God's word. Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse 19, quote, Didn't Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you seek to kill me? End quote. If they were willing to keep God's law and know God's law, they would have believed in Jesus. One area of dispute between Jesus and the Jews was the Sabbath observance. The Bible teaches that God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. The seventh day is called the Sabbath, which means rest. The Sabbath is a day of rest. Genesis chapter 1, verses 31 to chapter 2, verse 3 says, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There was evening and there was morning, a sixth day. The heavens, the earth, and all their vast array were finished. On the seventh day, God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because he rested in it from all his work of creation which he had done. End quotes. Besides the Sabbath day, on the seventh day of the week, there were other days of rest, such as the first and last day, days of the Feast of Booths. See Leviticus chapter 23, verses 34 to 36. The command to remember the Sabbath day each week is a part of the Ten Commandments God gave to Israel through Moses. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 11 says, quote, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You shall labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. You shall not do any work in it, you nor your son, nor your daughter, your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your livestock, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." Unquote. To work on the Sabbath was to profane the Sabbath. The punishment for working on the Sabbath was death. Exodus chapter 31, verses 13 to 17. The Sabbath was a very important commandment. God commanded through Moses that the people of Israel, above all, were to keep God's Sabbaths. Exodus chapter 31, verse 13. The people of Israel were not to kindle any fire in their dwelling place on the Sabbath day. Exodus chapter 35, verse 3. One day, in the days of Moses, a man was gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. God commanded this man to be put to death for working on the Sabbath. Numbers chapter 15, verses 32 to 36. 
Another purpose of the Sabbath day was for Israel to remember they were slaves in Egypt and that God delivered them from Egyptian bondage. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15 says, quote, You shall remember that you were a servant in the land of Egypt, and Yahweh your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore Yahweh your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. End quote. Some of Jesus' healings of the sick were on the Sabbath day. One day Jesus healed a woman on the Sabbath who had an infirmity 18 years. The ruler of the synagogue said it was not appropriate to heal on the Sabbath. Jesus responded by saying, quote, You hypocrites, doesn't each one of you free his ox or his donkey from the stall on the Sabbath and lead him away to water? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound 18 long years, be freed from this bondage on the Sabbath day. End quote. Luke chapter 13, verses 15 to 16. The Jews alleged Jesus was breaking the Sabbath. Jesus taught that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath, and that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Paul the Apostle said in Colossians chapter 5, verses 16 to 17, quote, Let no one therefore judge you in eating or in drinking or with respect to a feast day or a new moon or a Sabbath day, which are a shadow of the things to come, but the body is Christ. End quote. Earlier in John chapter 5, Jesus had healed a person who was sick for 38 years on the Sabbath. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. John chapter 5 Verse 16 says, quote, For this cause the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he did these things on the Sabbath. End quote. Now in John chapter 7, verse 19, Jesus asked them, quote, Why do you seek to kill me? End quote. They responded that you have a demon that is seeking to kill you. Jesus then points out that they are angry with him for healing a man on the Sabbath. Jesus pointed out the law of Moses commands a Jewish boy to be circumcised when he is eight days year old, and the scripture requires this even if the eighth day is a Sabbath day. See Genesis chapter 17, verses 9 to 12. Jesus said, quote, If a boy receives circumcision on the Sabbath, that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because I made a man completely healthy on the Sabbath? Don't judge according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. End quote. John chapter 7, verses 23 to 24. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest Jesus. John chapter 7, verse 32. Jesus indicated that he would be with them a little longer, and he would go to him who sent him. God the Father was the one who sent Jesus. Jesus said they would seek him, but would not be able to find him, and they could not come where he was going. Jesus was talking about going to heaven, but they did not understand that or did not want to understand it. So the Jews asked, where will he go that we may not be able to find him? 
They speculated that Jesus might go to teach to the Jews dispersed among the Greeks and teach the Greeks. On the last day of the feast, Jesus said to the people that if anyone is thirsty, that they may come to Jesus and drink rivers of living water, which will flow within that person. Jesus was referring to the Holy Spirit that Jesus would baptize people with after his death, resurrection, and ascension to heaven. John chapter 7 verses 37 to 39 says, quote, Now on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from within him will flow rivers of living water. But he said this about the Spirit, which those believing in him were to receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus wasn't yet glorified. Some of the people were saying Jesus was the prophet. Others were saying Jesus is the Christ or Messiah. Others were doubting that he was the Messiah. The officers sent to arrest Jesus did not arrest Jesus, and the chief priests and Pharisees questioned them as, Why did they not bring them Jesus? The officers answered that no man ever spoke like this man. That's a quote from John chapter 7, verse 46. The Pharisees suggested that those who followed Jesus were led astray and that none of the Pharisees believed in Jesus. Nicodemus stood up for Jesus and said, quote, Does our law judge a man unless it first hears from him personally and knows what he does? End quote. John chapter 7, verse 51. The Pharisees responded that no prophet has arisen from Galilee. In summary, the Jewish leaders wanted to kill Jesus, but Jesus came to do the Father's will. Jesus gave them an invitation to come to him so that they could receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This would include the gift of eternal life. In conclusion, some accepted Christ while others rejected Jesus Christ. Jesus gave three factors that hindered people from believing in Jesus. These three factors are, one, a lack of desire to do God's will, two, seeking the praise of others rather than the praise of God, and three, failure to obey God's word. Do you want to believe in Jesus, but are having a hard time doing so? Is it because of one of these three factors? Do you lack a desire to do God's will? Do you want the praise of others more than the praise of God? Do you fail to obey God's word? If any of these apply to you, then resolve with God's help to desire to do God's will. If you seek God, you will be, he, he will let you find him. Seek the praise of God rather than the praise of man. Obey God's word and believe in Jesus to save you from your sins. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. I encourage you to pray that God will work in the lives of those who hear his word and that people will turn from their sins and become disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that Christians will grow to become better disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that God will work through this podcast ministry to bring others to Christ 
and to strengthen and establish Christians. Also notice I have added to the website a place for topical Bible studies for reading. Bye for now.